This is episode number 130, the first episode of 2022 with special guest Jay Cugante from Estee Lauder Companies. Welcome to Transform Talks, the only podcast that cuts straight through the hype and noise on supply chain transformation. I'm Maria Villablanca, the CEO and co-founder of the Future Insights Network. Join me as I uncover the stories and delve deeper into the topics that really matter to you. No doubt we've discussed the secrets of digital transformation quite a bit on the Transform Talks podcast, but I still think we're going to be seeing many digital transformation topics come up because the very nature of transformation is that it's an ongoing journey. There are still a lot of unanswered questions. There's a lot of failure, a lot of disappointments, but a lot of learnings that we can take. So today's episode is particularly special. I'm speaking with Jay Cugante, Vice President Supply Chain Center of Excellence at Estee Lauder Companies, who's going to be drawing on his 24 years of experience in leading and transforming complex supply chains to tell us some of the overlooked determinants of transformation success and process innovation. Jay's core focus is developing global supply chain strategies, solving complex supply chain problems by leveraging cutting-edge technology innovations with process excellence and value creation mindset. You know, he has ample experience in consumer goods supply chains and has dedicated 12 years to leading supply chain planning, distribution, IBP, analytics, and intelligence, and has executed transformation for various Fortune 100 companies. In his current role, he's leading the end-to-end planning transformation for Estee Lauder companies to create next-generation enterprise planning capabilities and operating models to drive growth. I'm really eager to delve deeper with Jay, so let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Transform Talks with Maria Villablanca. Jay, welcome. Welcome to, to the talk. Welcome to being here. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks, Maria. I really appreciate the, for the opportunity to speak. Uh, thank you. No, my pleasure. So I'm looking forward to talking to you because, you know, you've, you've had a wealth of experience in uh, supply chain, wealth of experience in transformation projects. And I think we talk about this quite a lot in this podcast, why transformations fail. And I'd like to get your opinion on why that is, why you think digital transformations can fail. Uh, that's a great question to begin with. Uh, I, I think I, my perspective is twofold. A lot of times success and failures are a little bit of binary. Mm -hmm. uh, I do think, you know, especially in the context of transformation, it's much more complex. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've seen in my career, you know, some of the very successful transformation as a, at least a perceived as a successful transformation over the years, probably didn't deliver much. And inversely, okay. something deemed to be more of a failure and not so successful, it really compelled the organization to come out of inertia and take a completely, you know, different path, right? So, I mean, but nevertheless, I, I see a couple of areas, you know, for any transformation essential. One is, uh, I would say, open mindset, right? Mm -hmm. How you enter into transformation. Uh, the second area is the clarity on what we want to do, especially a lot of hype around the digital transformation. So yeah, you a, really need to lot. be clear about the table stakes, right? What you're set to accomplish from the transformation. Then the third most important, this is not just for the uh, digital transformation, for any transformation, radical candor, right? How you communicate within the organization and external as well. So those are three or four things really set you on the right path. 
whether it's a success or failure, time will dictate, but definitely these are the essential elements to be on the right path. So let's let's delve deep into these things because let's start with number one, the open mindset. What, what Can you expand on that? What do you mean by that, an open mindset? By who? By the senior level people, by the people on the ground? And, and, and exactly what do you mean by an open mindset? Open to what? Yeah, I think uh, the way I, I, I saw it over years is uh, when we talk about open mindset, it's about, you know, first, you know, beginner's mind. I mean, you know, a lot of time when, when you have, you know, rich experience, 15, 20 years or more, you tend to miss things, right? Sure. How do you start, uh, how do you start, you know, when you start any transformation, look from a beginner's perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's to me as if the essential uh, essentially captures, you know, what is I meant by open mindset. The second part is uh, the innovation and the process excellency could come from every chair, right? It is not limited to either most experienced or most senior people in the organization. That could come from anyone. Okay. Uh, third important aspect is curiosity, how do you really uh, develop the culture of curiosity? Because curiosity to me is a precursor for innovation, creativity, right? How do you structurally enable the curiosity? So one thing I observed over years, if you don't give the cultural permission and you don't allow the voices to speak, you don't allow the right mind share, you really don't allow, you know, process innovation in the companies. These are to me all essential elements of, you know, open mind. So let's, you know, I'm fixating on the word culture because I think you've brought it up a couple of times here, having the right kind of culture to get creative ideas, to creative solution finding. Um, Do you think a lot of companies perhaps suffer from cultural problems and fresh before even beginning any digital transformation it's destined to fail. Yeah, I mean, definitely to me, uh, my top of the list when you start any transformation, a digital otherwise is culture. You need to really understand, really look deep into the culture. Culture could become a big enabler or big, big barrier, right? It could be both. So, I mean, culture is nothing but a collective behaviors of the company, right? Mm-hmm. It starts from, again, what kind of leadership uh, standards we have, how you're setting the agenda in the company. There's all different aspects of the culture. A uh, couple of things I looked over years is one is org maturity, right? Is your organization is ready for a big transformation? Uh, do you have a cultural permission for a big change? Sometimes, you know, everyone could feel, hey, we are ready for a change, but internally the DNA doesn't allow you to change, you know. Uh, it's such too a rigid, it's too change. rigid, set in their ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we've all been there. We've all, we, we've all, sorry, we've all seen companies where you think you've got buy-in, um, but in reality, there is someone or something blocking any kind of transformation because there is, they're not open to change, are they? Yeah, that's another big, you know, uh, the, one of the things, uh, you know, I spoke in some other forums about is a lot of transformation you could enforce from the top or you could enroll a broader organization, right? Mm-hmm. When you enroll the organization, there's a different model of, you know, operating. It's on a self-driving car mode, literally, right? 
uh, it takes time. Enrolling means, you know, it's not only creating a purpose for each individual, so collectively, they're all aligned to the same purpose. You know, it's not easy to do it, but I think, you know, uh, that's one of the most important aspect of, you know, uh, refining or tuning into the culture to enroll the people, make sure they have a purpose aligned with the organization. Mm -hmm. So let's go to your second point, which was about uh, clarity. Um, uh, clarity of concept is that, if I remember correctly, is this is, do you think sometimes people embark on transformation for the wrong reasons and they believe the hype, say for example, from a digital perspective, oh, I must buy this technology or I must have, you know, everyone's talking about machine learning. I gotta have something with machine learning in it without necessarily looking to answer the why. Yeah, that's a, that's a very, I mean, that's a very important aspects of, you know, uh, everything we do in a current world. Uh, there is a super hype around, especially digital, right? Whether it's AI, ML, you know, uh, a lot of the new technologies. I think the every organization is to take a little step back, right? I mean, almost I use, I give the analogy of you know, the foundation versus window dressing, right? Mm -hmm. What are the fundamentals you need to tackle upfront, and the why? Why, right? What is the real purpose? I think uh, you need to spend the sufficient quality time really understand your voice clearly before you embark on any transformation. Sometimes, you know, you might be, if you're carried away with all the hype around it, you're in a wrong path, it will lead nowhere, right? Mm -hmm. I think those are the watch outs. Uh, and it could only come from internal reflection. If, even before you engage with a whole host of consultants, take some time and reflect your voice, then embark on your transformation. One of the things I like to say is, and I say this to everybody in my company all the time, is to what end? So I want to do this, or I want us to buy this. And I say, okay, to what end? What, what is the end result that we're hoping to achieve with this technology, with this new process, with this change? What is the end result? Not let's buy it because we need to buy it, you know? So I, I agree with you. I think I think a lot of companies don't I don't go through that so rigidly. They're more about following the Joneses, you know, oh, well, that company over there has got new technology, so I must have it as well. You talked about three major things that you need right. to do for transformation. And I think the last one was, if I remember correctly, this sort of uh, candor, candor uh, with regards to failure. I mean, do you, do you sometimes think, okay, so this is this, what I think happens sometimes. Executives buy into a transformation project. They invest themselves. They they stake everything into this digital transformation, and then it's not what it, it, they expected it to be. And then yeah. what do you do? A lot of people still stay tied to that to that failure, and they would rather go down with a sinking ship than admit failure and defeat. So when you talked about candor, uh, I think that's probably one of the missing elements. Is that, is that, yeah, or am absolutely. I putting words in your mouth? Is that what you were thinking? Absolutely. You, you just nailed it, right? I mean, that's a typical behavior. A lot of organizations, uh, I think a lot of these transformation projects are a stepping stone, right? To get into the next role, you know, the bigger, uh, you know, bigger opportunities, et cetera. So, in, I mean, if you don't have a, a culture of the candor in the organization, sometimes you might be in a wrong boat and you never admit, you know, uh, I mean, you're sailing in a wrong shore. So, so I think that clearly uh, set a culture upfront 
where whether it's internally or with the partners, clarity and candor in terms of, you know, the communication, what is working, what is not working, mm -hmm. why it is not working, what are the steps we need to take. Uh, if you need to uh, set a, uh, in a different direction, course resetting, right? So never hesitate. I mean, there, these are the opportunities to get it right. And especially in transformation, there is no one time, you know, setting it right. And, you know, it's everything is going to be, you know, fantastic. It's not, right? You have to constantly evaluate the path. Look, which way you're going? Because a lot of times it's innovation. You're embarking on something unknown, because especially in a digital transformation. So I think that kind of a candor, both in uh, communication, the ways mm -hmm. of working, the leadership agenda, they all will set a right path for a transformation. Mm. I think I think that's true. It's you know so the so this entire conversation so far, we've been talking for about ten minutes. We and we're talking about digital transformation, right? We have barely touched upon technology. We've mostly talked about people. Yeah. Uh, and, and do you think that they are? The greatest asset or the greatest detriment to a transformation project or can they be both in the wrong hands i think people are the essential right to the core for any transformation right uh, to me even though i focus a lot on the you know technology driven transformation i believe from bottom of my heart right so uh, people are core pillars for any any transformation whether digital or non-digital so at the same time, if you don't set the right expectations and right behaviors from day one, they could become a barriers, right? Mm -hmm. This is where mm -hmm. I, my earlier point about how do you enroll? How do you create a purpose day one? So that that purpose for individual is aligned with the purpose of the program or project or, uh, or enterprise level. So those are the essential uh, elements to really drive into the right path. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to, uh, I guess, well, let's stay on people. What is your thought on sort of diversity? And I don't mean the, obviously, you know, we're all talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, but I'm talking about diversity in terms of people from different backgrounds, people that aren't traditional supply chain people, hiring people that are, I don't know, behavioral psychologists or, or, or you know, uh, data scientists or what have you into the supply chain? Has that worked for you? Have you tried that sort of thing? Yeah, first, I think just reflecting on my 24 years, right? I mean, the supply chains in a way, very homogeneous, right? You, mm. you know, right? It's uh, it's certain uh, characteristics fits well into supply chain historically, traditionally, right? Yeah. That's also, uh, I mean, that's actually a big barrier for supply chains to really perform to the next level. I think there is a, I mean, diversity, not for the sake of diversity, inclusion, yeah. not for the sake of inclusion, right? Uh, the really, the way I say it is, how do you bring the divergent ideas? Because a lot of divergence of ideas come from your cultural upbringing, right? Where yeah. you came from. So that's really, to me, the front and center conversation as part of the diversity. So we know historically women underrepresented in supply chains. There is, I mean, we really, I mean, I work with, you know, fantastic women leaders all the time. They really bring it, bring a different perspective. Supply chain needs more of that, right? There's definitely one. And you also see, you know, under representation of, you know, 
African-Americans, Latinos mm -hmm. in the supply mm -hmm. chains, there is a tremendous opportunity to bring those underrepresented groups into the supply chain. I mean, there is a general awareness, everyone is trying to do it, but I think we need to really step up the efforts on that. Yeah, I, I think so too, because just to, the supply chain of the future is not gonna be the supply chain of the past, right? This linear definition of we've always had supply chains. We are in a world of complete disruption and unpredictability. And so the kind of answers that we're looking for probably haven't been written yet. So if you have people that are different, that have, like you say, different cultural upbringings, that have faced different challenges, um, they might have the answers to questions we don't even ask yet, is I guess my point. Um, so let, let's, let's now talk about processes, you know, the other element. Do you think that in order to undergo transformation, digital or otherwise, you, you know, we've addressed culture is something big, but do you think that you need to take a deep look at some of the processes in businesses uh, and rethink them and realign them to transformation projects? Do you think it's something that's overlooked sometimes? Yeah, that's a very interesting, especially in the <clears throat> digital uh, transformation, there's always this big question, right? Which, what comes first, right? The process comes first or technology enabled process comes first. I mean, I give this example every time, right? Search is historically, we know for 2000 years, right? That's how the more you know, libraries are being built, you know, how the knowledge being shared until, unless, uh, until Google came in, it dramatically shifted. Uh, search, the meaning of search, how do you look for information? How do you acquire the knowledge? It's a completely different way of doing it. So the point being here is, for any big digital transformation, you don't want to jump in and start the digital project before understanding your process. I think there is a, a this misconception, you know, let's go and, you know, uh, take this technology, adopt the automatically you inherit, you know, uh, best practices and leading practices. But I think what really one must do, at least from my experience, my perspective is don't ape you know, what someone's saying it, right? You need to really sit down, reflect internally, uh, your processes, internal processes, what's working, what's not working, what are the opportunities, what are the refinements you want to do it, then look for how to digitally enable them and power them. So that's, to me, is the best way of doing it. Uh, again, the, the answer is, it's not a one way of doing it, it's a closed loop. You want to do process innovation, but also enabled and informed by digital innovations. Mm. They need to go hand in hand. Let's talk about the future. So I just, I, I've just finished saying that we live in a very unpredictable, volatile world. We don't know what is coming around the corner, 2022, 23, what is happening? How do you feel about the future? And what, do you, what are your predictions? I think I see future is very bright, mm. especially in the supply chain space. One, I think one reason is the supply chains are in a, in a tremendous focus area for every company, right? It's historically supply chain street as a, one of the cost centers, right? Give me, give me my efficiency, give me my, you know, cost efficiency. It's now shifting to, you know, supply chains could be really center of innovations. They could be a profit generators. They are big customer enablers, right? There's a differently a shift in perspectives across the globe. 
The third one, I mean, second one is the, the emergence of the technologies, right? This unprecedented, right? Whether it's uh, even in spite of uh, all the hype around AI and ML, I think they could really transform how we run the supply chains globally, right? Mm -hmm. Not only for the companies, but there's a global ecosystem, how they all could be connected and uh, you know, build economies of scale and efficiencies across the globe using the new technologies. I'm very optimistic about the future. And last question, what do you think is the most important focus for supply chain leaders for next year and onwards or for 2022 and beyond? I think there's a couple of areas, of, I would say, not, not, not one, right? One is historically uh, supply chains really focused on, you know, managing customer service, delivering efficiency, so on and so forth. I think risk is uh, one of the dominant force we have seen it uh, last two years, uh, risk at multiple levels, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to be very cognizant about how do you manage the risk? while managing the, you know, their efficiencies, while delivering the customer service and all those things. Uh, second, I think the people enablement. I do think, you know, uh, everyone in the organization stretched far and wide during last two years, even working from remote, you know, work-life balancing and all of that. How do you create a capacity and a capability within your people side of the organization so you can innovate fast Right? You can fail fast, learning fast. So those are the important aspects to make any of the future transformations really successful. Mm. Jay, I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for talking to us and sharing your thoughts. And uh, uh, let's see what the future has in store. Yeah, no, Maria, thank you very much. And you're doing an amazing job in this conversation. Really appreciate the invite and uh, uh, happy to connect, uh, you know, sometime in the future. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. And everyone listening, we'll catch you at the next one. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today at Transform Talks. I hope you found this valuable. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe, comment, and share. I'll see you at the next one.